welcome to our podcast series Walk the Talk on Sustainability. The podcast series where we talk you through all the different uh, sustainability topics that are out there with or without clients. My name is Nick de Ruiter, I'm a partner at Sustainalize and we're live from the Utrecht head office. Today we're going to talk you through the upcoming EU sustainability legislation. That's quite, quite a fair amount of legislation is coming up um, in the next couple of years. So today we'll dive into more of a bird's eye view of the uh, EU sustainability legislation and we'll devote one, maybe two, maybe three even uh, podcasts to dive deeper into the different elements of uh, EU legislation because it's quite quite a lot and um, I think 95% or so of our clients will be impacted by this upcoming EU le le legislation. Um, I have with me today uh, Marlene, um, and she's consultant at Sustainalize, uh, and she is our expert basically on most of the uh, EU legislation. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll ask her to give us this uh, bird's eye overview. Marlene, welcome to the podcast. Um, perhaps you. as a first question, uh, could you briefly talk us to the most recent developments coming from EU legislation and the Green Deal? Definitely. Well, thank you for having me here. Um, so, yeah, as, as most of you already know, the EU has developed the EU Green Deal, uh, which Ursula von der Leyen calls her man on the moon moment, which is quite understandable because it is really quite a challenge to realize the goal, which is to make Europe the first climate neutral continent in 2050. Wow. Yeah, quite a challenge. Yeah. Uh, it's maybe a bit like that you're thinking like is this even possible so but well with the men on the moon we were also thinking oh, it was not possible so let's see uh, so to establish this there's also a goal for 2030 which is to reduce uh, greenhouse gas emissions by 55 percent yeah compared to 1990 so um, the EU has been really thinking about how we can establish these goals um, and there is a lot of like action plans, a lot of people committed to think about how we can achieve this goal to become uh, the first climate neutral continent in 2050. Um, of course, to achieve this, there's a lot of money needed. So this, no, this is not going to happen overnight. Um, so financing this transition is a really important part of the Green Deal. Um, because we need at least 1 trillion euros of sustainable investments over the next decades to achieve the 2030 goal. 1 trillion, that's like a lot of zeros. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> maybe one or two weeks of work, I guess, for us. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but before we dive into this specific, so this Green Deal is, uh, and we get many questions ar around this, um, it compromises a lot of different abbreviations and, 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 and different elements. Um, I know of the EU taxonomy, for instance, the SFDR, CSRD. Uh, maybe you can highlight one or two or three of the most important elements of this, this Green Deal, um, uh, because that, that maybe helps us in the remainder of the podcast as well. Yes, definitely. So uh, to achieve the goal of the EU Green Deal, a lot of money is needed, which is why the European Commission has developed an EU action plan on sustainable finance. Uh, because we do not only need uh, public funding, we also need a lot of private funding from the private sector uh, yeah, to make our uh, economy more sustainable. 
and the financial sector plays a key role in this. Um, so the action plan on sustainable finance um, has uh, a couple of uh, very important elements. Uh, first of all, the EU taxonomy. Uh, second of all, the uh, EU Corporate Sustainability uh, Reporting Directive, which was before the Non-Financial Reporting Directive, and also the Sustainable Finance Disclosure Regulation. As you can hear, these are quite difficult terms. They have a lot of abbreviations, but we'll talk during the podcast, I'll talk you through all of these abbreviations, what it entails, um, for who, who it is for, who's in scope, uh, and all, all sorts of that. That's very helpful, Marlene. That's that's nice. So, uh, just for our listeners, EU taxonomy, SFDR, CSRD, Sustainable Finance Directive, uh, and Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive, um, are the most important ones for now, I guess, to to focus on. But please, could you um, uh, go ahead? Please, t- please talk us through the uh, the different elements. Yes, of course. So, first of all, it's very important to understand uh, why this action plan on sustainable finance was developed. Uh, so, this is really for the private investments and uh, get this transition going. Uh, And this is needed because the the skill of investments, the one trillion is really a challenge. Um, So um, we need to change our financial ecosystem, so to say, and how the financial sector and also the the businesses, how they look at finance. Um, So first of all, the EU taxonomy has been developed. Um, this is like the main part of this action plan because at first there was a lot of confusion about what is green, what is not green. People were afraid of uh, greenwashing. And the objective of the EU taxonomy is really to know what activities contribute to the Green Deal and thereby to avoid greenwashing. So um, yeah, this is at the heart of the plan. So, so what I sometimes hear people saying is that they say the EU taxonomy is kind of a Wikipedia of activities, basically, where uh, there's there's earmarked which activities are basically green or fine uh, towards the transition towards these goals, right? Yes. Okay. Great. Exactly. So it's really a list of activities, and you can look at this list and see, okay, are any of my activities uh, in line with this taxonomy? Um, there are six environmental objectives in the taxonomy and if they're not at some point you could start thinking about okay hey maybe I should change my activities to be in line with the taxonomy because if your activities or uh, yeah economic activities are in line with the taxonomy you contribute to the goals of the EU Green Deal and as such probably will receive finance for it from the private sector okay yeah exactly yes So this EU taxonomy is really for the financial sector to see uh, where do I invest in. It's for businesses to see, okay, where do I put my money in? Where do I invest in as a company? But also for countries such as uh, the Netherlands to to look at where they invest their money into uh, to really ensure that you know for sure, okay, this green investment is really green. It's really science-based in line with the EU Green Deal. So there's less confusion, hopefully, in the future about what is green and what is not green. Clear. Thanks. Yeah. Maybe to follow on that, on that so um, f- uh, investments need to flow into the e- taxonomy-aligned uh, activities. 
So companies need to disclose and show what part of their um, company is actually aligned to the taxonomy in order to facilitate this process, I guess. Yes, exactly. So um, there is, at, the, at this point in time, there's uh, a reporting directive for non-financial information and companies that are in scope of this, this is called the NFRD, they need to start reporting on their taxonomy alignment this year already. So for financial year 2021, they need to report on their activities that contribute to climate change mitigation and climate change adaptation. And this is really quite challenging because that's already like within half a year, they need to know what they need to report on. And it's still a bit blurry. The, The EU is still developing some elements of this taxonomy, what it really entails. Uh, uh, it was pushed uh, forward a little bit as well, the timelines, and some sectors are still out of scope or it's quite unsure if they're in the taxonomy or not, such as nuclear energy or agriculture. Um, however, for so for, the, for bigger companies f- and for banks and insurance companies, they need to start reporting on the taxonomy this year already. Yeah, that, that's good to know. So 2021, climate change mitigation, adaptation, yes. financial sector uh, participants and companies falling on a, a, under NFRD. Exactly. Uh, we'll obviously devote another podcast to the taxonomy where we dive into more the technical uh, technicalities of the taxonomy. But I think that this is good to, uh, to understand for our listeners. Maybe the next abbreviation, so the SFDR, the Sustainable Finance um, uh, Directive. Um, what can we tell and, and what do we need to know about this specific um, element? Yes, that's a good question because um, the objective of the SFDR, so the Sustainable Finance Disclosure Regulation, is for uh, financial market participants to take sustainability risks and opportunities into consideration uh, when they make investment decisions. So this whole EU action plan on sustainable finance is um yeah developed in a way that finance all steps of finance are taken into consideration so for the financial market participants um they need to or want to take sustainability into consideration when making choices um however it was up until now quite confusing what they should take into consideration how can they disclose information but also how can they get information from companies to know what they're investing in and if these companies take certain risks into consideration yes or no um, so the sfdr is for financial market participants and it has developed rules for how and what sustainable information they need to disclose and we can we see that um these financial market participants, they also start asking information from businesses. So we have clients that get requests from their investors if they can disclose certain sustainability information so that these investors can take that into consideration when making investment choices. And, and am I right to think that financial market participants is, is slightly broader defined here than with the EU taxonomy? So private equity is part of the SFDR as well, right? Yes, so it's all financial market players. So the the scope is really broad. Uh, So this entails uh, asset managers, but also private equity, but also um, more um, companies that invest in certain things such as real estate uh, that are a fund for uh, asset managers or investment managers. Check. 
So the scope is quite broad, actually. Uh, and the timeline is already, uh, this has already been implemented the 10th of March 2021. So if you are a financial market participant, you should already be compliant with the SFDR, um, which entails yeah, several things, actually. So first of all, you need to think about your sustainability risk policy uh, as, a, as a financial market uh, participant. And you should also think about your re remuneration policy. So what governance systems do you have in place to ensure that if you take sustainability risks into consideration, you also get, re get this back in your rewarding uh, systems? And disclosure um, can be done through annual reporting, but you also need to disclose elements on the website, right? You make yes. need to make things available. Yes, that's correct. So it's very important to have uh, transparent information on your website about this sustainability risk policy, about your remuneration policy um, on a firm level, and also more specific for uh, products. So if you offer certain financial products, uh, you need to disclose whether you take ESG factors into consideration. This is categorized as gray. So you only say, okay, I take ESG, so environmental, social, and governance factors into consideration. You have the light green option, uh, which entails that you promote certain ESG factors. Uh, and you have the dark green option. So, And this is really linked again to the taxonomy uh, that you say, okay, I invest in only taxonomy uh, objective uh, activities. So there you see also the link between these different uh, types of legislation. It's all intertwined and interconnected, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, and steer towards more disclosures um, and more sustainable investments, capital flowing into sustainability or the transition. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe f before we finish off, the, the the third and last one we need to cover um, and clarify, I guess, is the CSRD, the Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive, which will replace the NFRD, uh, Non-Financial Reporting Directive, if I'm correct, right? Yes, so indeed you have the currently the Non-Financial Reporting Directive, uh, big companies and financial institutions need to report and their non-financial uh, information in their annual reports. Uh, but uh, the EU wants to broaden the scope of uh, this uh, reporting directive to create more standardized and reliable, transparent information from companies to investors, really. So there you see this link again, that investors get more uh, reliable and transparent information from companies so they can take this into consideration when making their investment decisions. Um, so the, the CSRD, the new, uh, the new legislation, which will be implemented uh, for uh, around 2022 and 2022, um, it requires uh, companies to report on their corporate sustainability information. Um, and the scope of the CSRD will become much broader than the current NFRD. So it does not only take a big listed companies into consideration, but almost all listed uh, companies, except micro companies. Um, and also any large company that has either over 250 employees, more than 40 uh, million euros in turnover, or 20 million uh, balance sheet total. So if you meet two out of these three criteria, you are in scope for the new CSRD. And for our clients, that's 
actually most of our clients really. I think 99%, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and it's important to know that it, even if you don't have 250 employees, if you have less employees, you can still be part of the scope if you meet uh, the financial criteria. So that's important to note for all of our clients. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as I said, they're still finalizing this new CSRD. Uh, and it is expected that over financial year 2023, uh, all of these companies will need to report um, aligned to the CSRD. Um, and this focuses more on um, assurance also. It's focused more on uh, a digital reports. Uh, and also important to note is that for the smaller companies, there's a proportionality principle. So if you're smaller, you need to report less than very big companies, which is uh, fair, I think so. Also in terms of resources and money you need to put into all of this reporting. Yep. Um, and then uh, what actually links all of these um, new legislation together is uh, the development of an EU sustainability reporting standard, which is currently being developed. Um, this is a reporting standard really tailored to EU policies. So uh, the CSRD, EU taxonomy, SFRD uh, will all get a place in this uh, reporting standard. Um, however, this standard will probably also be built on and building on uh, international standards that we already know, such as GRI. Okay. Yeah, that I think that's convenient for, uh, for our clients as well. Yeah. Perhaps to summarize, so we have EU taxonomy, SFDR, CSRD. So financial market participants will be uh, need to look at EU taxonomy and SFRD and as of 2023, so the, the, the annual report coming out 2024, also CSRD. And everybody falling on the every company falling on the NFRD now or in the future on their under CSRD need to report the EU taxonomy as well. Exactly. So yes. That's something where we are currently also in day-to-day -day practice um, uh, warning our clients for basically because it's quite a fair amount of work you need to do and, and quite a fair amount of disclosures that need to need to happen. Um, to finish off for our listeners, are there any maybe best practices we can have a look at or our listeners can have a look at to understand maybe SFRD, EU taxonomy or others where you say, well, they, they've done it quite nicely uh, as an example? Well, I think for the for the SFRD, the, the, the big uh, financial companies that we all know, they already have policies on their websites, such as um, NNIP. They have uh, quite a nice um, sustainability risk policy which I would recommend. Um, however, for the others, so for the taxonomy, there are no best practices yet because the um, reporting still needs to be happening. However, I would recommend companies to keep talking with each other, uh, share best practices, but also talk to your financial uh, yeah, partners or to consultants because this is new. It's, it's difficult, it's challenging. And yeah, we all need to work together to come up with a with an approach that works, and that really brings the the objectives of the Green Deal into practice, uh, so that it's not just a paper thingy, but that it's really gonna help uh, investment towards uh, yeah the Green Deal. Yeah, I agree. So and and maybe not hesitate, but start early because yeah. it's a, it's it's a fair amount of work. It requires that you understand your company also on an activity level, for instance. So. 
Um, but um, as I said, we'll devote more podcasts to it because there is much more to say on, on, on these three uh, types of legislation under uh, the EU Green Deal. Uh, and then we'll go into the technicalities. Uh, if possible, we'll also invite a, uh, one of our clients to show it firsthand how they've been through the process. But I think this is really, really very helpful to get the, um, uh, to get the overview and the bird's eye view. So Marlene, thank you for, for participating in our podcast and talking to our listeners and informing them on, on all, the, um, all the different elements. Um, I want to thank our listeners as well for again uh, listening in and, and, um, uh, and being part of this, uh, this series of podcasts. As said, uh, please stay tuned because we'll, we'll be having more on EU legislation uh, and other interesting things such as um, uh, how we look at um, uh, the different geographies in, the, in, in Europe, how they look at sustainability. We'll talk about the net zero uh, target of uh, ERM, uh, which is uh, for 2025. So much more to come. So please stay, stay tuned. Again, I'd like to thank you and we'll speak and listen again. Thank you very much.